0: of the Politics Unboxed podcast. My name is Reese, and today it is going to be another look into our Investigating ideology series. Uh, we are still on liberalism. Uh, today we're going to be having a look at the rest of the liberal state, the different types of liberal state, um, the ideas behind it, uh, and probably from there we're going to go into and explore the different areas of liberalism, so classical liberalism, social liberalism, uh, perhaps even neoliberalism. Um, but if you have missed the first episode on Liberalism, I recommend that you check that one out because that's got three of the four pillars uh, which sort of make up the fundamental Liberal, Philosophy, Human Nature, Economy and Society, and this is the fourth, so if you did miss that first episode on Liberalism, please do go back to it now, uh, I, think it's episode, um, I think it's episode four of Investigating Ideologies, but um, definitely check that one out before starting. This one. Anyway, uh, let's kick off uh, another look at the liberal state. So, last time we got up to uh, government by consent, uh, and now we're going to move on to sort of the ideas of social contract theory um, and other areas in which the liberal state uh, places great emphasis. So, social contract theory uh, is an enlightenment sort of era theory linked to people like Locke and um, Rousseau in terms of noting that state should essentially have a deal between the government and the governed. So in return for submitting to the laws of the state, um, the state uh, guarantees certain rights, and if those rights are violated on the individual, uh, the citizen's obligation is to obey the state's laws, Uh, but if they don't allow for uh, suitable redress of grievance, then it is uh, also the citizen's obligation to overthrow the government and uh, form a new one based on new Consent principle, So very much something behind the American Revolution. Uh, they felt that they weren't being listened to, uh, so there was no longer consent from the governed to the government, so they overthrew their government. Um, within the state there is a promotion of natural rights and individualism, so liberals always assume that before any state was created there were natural rights in this state of nature, which I talked about in the last episode. Um, there is self-realisation, self-determination and therefore individualism in this state of nature. Uh, and it would be irrational for any individual to abandon those natural rights and their individualism by sort of submitting themselves to a state. So the only rational reason to put themselves underneath the control of a state would be uh, if it not only respected but actually promoted and extended those natural rights, ensuring they were more safely uh, and more easily exercised than in a state of nature. So it's sort of it's laying out the rules of the game for these natural rights, laws, and liberties. Um, there is also, within these liberal states, a promotion of tolerance, uh, linked very closely to natural rights. The liberal state is also very much a, a tolerant state, uh, as long as people are exercising their natural rights uh, and their, their individualism. Um, but if those, um, well, if how could an individual seek self determination if actions and opinions were to be forbidden by others? So that's a famous quote by Volta, I detest what you say, but I will defend unto the death your right to say it. Um, so this is sort of part of an overarching liberal concept called the tolerance principle, or, or the harm principle. So this is uh, element within liberalism. Uh, particular views and activities should be tolerated as long as they do not harm the freedom of others. So that's basically saying um, you are allowed to do what you want to do, as long as it does not impede on the right of another person to do what they would like to do, um, or causing undue harm towards another person. So this is a very key point of these early liberal states, um, very much viewing that tolerance or harm principle as sort of fundamental, so it allows for that individualism, that individual liberty, the self-reliance and the self-determination, um, but whilst maintaining order and stability within the state um, Liberalism is an individualistic ideology, um, but um, individuals do not necessarily seek isolation and detachment from their fellow men and women. They are actually drawn towards societies that accommodate for their individualism. Um, so uh, when you emphasise tolerance, early liberals they were aware individuals are inclined to uh, group together into religious communities, so it's therefore important the state should show tolerance towards all religious communities, uh, especially those that represent the views of a minority. Um, this is evident in sort of the, the separation of church and state in the American uh, Constitution, or in fact the uh, First First Amendment, creating the wall of of separation. Um, and also uh, following the Glorious Revolution, so John Locke's writing was very much used through the Glorious Revolution and after it to become the basis of a, a new, more liberal state. Um, and there was actually a Toleration Act. Put forward in sixteen eighty nine by the, uh, the the Convention Parliament of England, which uh, put forward uh, ideas on religious toleration. So, uh, very much taking forward this the liberal state. Uh, tolerating minorities has actually been an ongoing passion for those who uh, support and want to advance a liberal state. So, since the the mid sort of nineteen hundreds, so around nineteen fifties, sixties, the American liberals thinking like uh, Betty Friedan. Um, they have thought about how you can update John Locke's belief in the tolerance of minorities. Uh, they campaign for the state to improve uh, the rights of individuals, um, anyone hindered by uh, sort of notions about ethnicity, sexuality, or physicality, or perhaps even uh, gender. So, very much looking towards an enabling state. Um, so, one which would legislate in order to protect the rights of, of those people who um, some would see as being, being left behind. Um, also, within a liberal state, very much uh, a stress on meritocracy. Uh, a key principle is that political power should only be exercised by those who show themselves worthy of it, so therefore the government should be conducted by individuals who uh, have won the trust of the governed. So there's no guarantee that responsibility will be conferred hereditarily. So um, if, I don't know, like a, a royal family, there is no guarantee that the king. Uh, would pass down uh, the crown to the, to the Sun. In a true liberal state, there would be uh, an elected head of state, um, one who would get up there truly based on meritocratic methods. Um, obviously it could still pass down through the hereditary line if uh, that hereditary line was the most successful, that one in the trust, um, but that is simply part of the the random nature of uh of how the meritocratic election would work, so in this respect, this sort of meritocratic liberal state, it's very much contrasting the traditional state of sort of the pre-liberal era, um, this Middle Ages, very much uh, divine right and monarchical authority, uh, a hereditary system firmly, and uh, the power is placed into the hands of the king, the church, and the barons, all of which operates either on a very exclusive or hereditary system. Um, Uh, Thomas Paine, a famous liberal philosopher he remarked um, that hereditary rule was beyond equity, beyond reason and most certainly beyond wisdom Uh, and aristocracy definitely has no place in the meritocratic liberal state uh, that Locke put forward or even J.S. Mill who I'm sure we will get onto in a while Um, another key uh, foundational belief uh, in liberal states is equality of opportunity Um, for liberals it's um, there is a key belief in something called foundational equality, which is that every individual is born equal, uh, with equal, natural and inalienable rights. Every individual is therefore entitled to legal equality, um, equality before the law and equal recognition of individual rights. And uh, as I said, that is foundational equality. So within this state, all individuals to have therefore uh, must be given the opportunity, an equal opportunity, that's very key in liberalism, to develop their potential and achieve control over their own lives and if an individual fails to fulfill their potential then they must be able to assume total responsibility for the failure therefore not attributing it to to the state because the state will have been there to ensure this foundational equality so that everyone has the same starting point and um, so that everyone could fulfill their their full potential without uh, being encumbered by any societal uh, hindrances and if the state doesn't do that, well then a Liberal's eyes it would not be acting as a a state should. Um, And if it is equal, well then everyone has the same opportunity and the outcome of that uh, is completely down to the individual. Very much linked to equality of opportunity uh, is a belief that the state should really embody justice and there must be an assumption that the state treats individuals fairly without regard to their identity, so as it may be defined by their occupation, religion, gender, uh, ethnicity, anything like that, the state must uh, sort of cast aside when passing judgment on any individuals. Therefore, individuals within the liberal state—they are—must be able to assume a just outcome from any complaints they express. Um, and there will be a satisfactory resolution to any grievances they have with other individuals. So, this equality of opportunity—everyone um, is allowed to have similar opportunities to develop their potential. Um, but this, uh, in liberalism, unlike socialism, is. Um, not existing uh, along with this greater equality of outcome. Uh, for liberals, equality of outcome is, well, I guess it would be nice. Um, however, it is not something that is required, because otherwise there is no room for individualism to grow. With equality of opportunity, everyone has the same opportunities to uh, achieve the maximal outcome, but uh, without forcing this equality of outcome upon the individuals, thereby constraining their, um, their progression. Uh, their, their growth as, as people, into their careers, into their lives. So uh, equality of outcome is very much sidelined um, as equality of opportunity. Uh, and obviously legal equality comes forward. Uh, we're going to have a good look at the methods and structures of a Liberal State now, um, so it's important. There are three features that are key within a Liberal State. So you need constitutional or limited government, uh, fragmented government and formal equality. So uh, limited government, um, there is a constitution which binds a government into certain actions and outlaws others, so it is the opposite of sort of arbitrary rule, as practised in the medieval or monarchical states. Um, this constitutional limited government uh, is very much down to the contract between the government and the governed, uh, and it is that formal constitution which cements this, this contract. Uh, the constitution should be preceded by extensive discussion and a sort of a consensus over what the government should do in sort of this, this rational uh, state. All of these rational individuals will come together in order to form form this consensus. Uh, and for this reason, um, constitutional government may also be described as that limited government with a liberal constitution uh, imposing two broad limitations on on a government. Uh, firstly. Governments must govern according to these pre-arranged rules and procedures, so they can't just make things up as they go along on a sort of ad hoc basis. And second, uh, a liberal constitution is designed to prevent governments eroding away these natural rights of citizens. Um, so it's not uh, there to regress from the state of nature; it's there to enforce and extend the state of nature. Another area uh, of uh, this key liberal state is this fragmented government uh, and this focus on limiting the government. Uh, is really where this has come about from. Um, It was largely a reaction against these pre-enlightenment states where all of the power was concentrated in the monarchy, Uh, perhaps the church, perhaps even they were uh, the same entity with looking at the uh, Church of England, where the head of state in England was also the head of religion in England. Um, There's a famous quote about power. Uh, Lord Acton said that power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Therefore, in this perfect liberal state, uh, there is an idea to disperse this power very widely, and this fragmented power reflects liberalism's belief in the rationality of mankind. So if individuals are reasonable and inclined to self-determination, it's therefore logical to share out the power to as many individuals as possible to order, in order to uh, exercise best these states' functions. Uh, and this fragmented or separated power is very much the fore in the American Constitution, um, very much with, along the ideas of Locke, it uh, introduces these checks and balances, and the full-on separation of power into the judiciary branch, the legislative branch, and the executive branch. Uh, and therefore, this idea of the American Constitution has actually become common, or um, well, quite, quite widely, um, because of these checks and balances and the separated power which should uh, provide a check on absolute authority and allow for a more rational state. One final thing uh, is a notion of formal equality within this liberal state's methods and structures. Uh, and given this liberal belief in sort of foundational equality, so all individuals being born with equal rights, uh, it would not be logical um, for a liberal state to not reflect this in its own structures. So, therefore, a liberal state strives for formal equality, where all individuals have the same legal and political rights in society. Now, uh, it places key emphasis on the rule of law, very important to to liberalism, which holds that laws passed in the liberal state. Are applicable to everyone. There are no exemptions based on status or uh, sort of any other offices you may hold. Uh, therefore, the procedures uh, through which the law may take its course they apply to all citizens equally. Uh, and this is also very much thanks to the idea of equal political rights. Uh, so everyone has the right to send in a petition to Parliament. Everyone has the right to invoke a bill of rights before the courts and the equal rights to criticise the state whilst exercising the natural and therefore legally protected under any liberal constitution, by their natural right to freedom of speech and publication. That is the Liberal State in 15 minutes. Just under, actually, but now we're running over with this this outro. Um, Next time you hear an Investigating Ideologies, we may well still be on Liberalism. We may well have switched over to either Conservatism or Socialism. Um, But all that remains for me to do is say thank you very much for listening. I hope to see you around soon for the next one and goodbye. Mm